Hello, and welcome to the Empress Podcast. I am your host, Jessica, known in the online space as Jess the Empress. I started this podcast to help you be present with yourself, cope with chaos, and simplify your life. I do this by combining psychology, behavioral science, and the tarot. I have a background in mental health, specifically a master's in clinical social work from USC, and I'm a professional tarot reader. So get ready to have a nurturing, creative, and empowering experience with me as we use practical magic. Hey friends, it's your girl, Jessica Mazzo, aka Jess the Empress. How are you? I want to just share something I stumbled across like within the last 48 hours and I am excited about it because it's a free resource and there's a lot of information in it that's really, really helpful for connecting to your shadow, connecting to the parts of you that are like not pretty, (laughs) but that are necessary to look at because when we're looking at those not so pretty parts of ourselves, we are doing the quote unquote work. We are taking accountability for, again, the feelings and thoughts and beliefs that we have about the world, about ourselves, uh, that have been told to us, right? It's our, it's our condition to self. It's our self that's, again, it's, it's full of bullshit, (laughs) but like, we've got to look at it. We've got to confront it. So, okay. I'm going to share with you what this tool is, how you can access it. And then I'm going to go over my results from using the tool. Cause I'm not about to like have y'all use something that I haven't done. Um, and I want to just share with you what came up for me as I was going through it and then what I'm doing with the information that I've got. So you can go to positive, wait, let me make sure I have the name of this website, right? Yeah. Positiveintelligence.com. Okay. So positiveintelligence.com. And you're going to go to the section called saboteur. And you're going to do the saboteur assessment. And let me explain to you word for word what this saboteur assessment is and the way that they describe it. It says your mind can be your best friend, but it can also be your worst enemy involved in self-sabotage. Your self-sabotage is what I call your saboteurs in your mind. And the person who is the I here is Shirzad Kamin. He's the creator of the assessment. And the reason he created this assessment was to, again, help from a psychological perspective, help all of us be able to understand Again, like these, the shadow parts of all the archetypes that live in our minds, you know, there's the light part of them and then there's the shadow and it's like, we can't have one without the other. So we must do the work that's necessary for whatever, you know, like we're embodying really, but the shadow side is ultimately going to come up. So here's the thing. Your mind can be your best friend and your worst enemy. So the saboteurs, those are the internal enemies. They represent a set of automatic habits of the mind. Each of these have their own voice, their beliefs, and assumptions that work against your best interest. There are 10 saboteurs in total, and we all suffer from at least a couple of them. And I was just reading this like, yeah, I mean, I'm probably, I probably got like seven of them bitches like floating around in there. Um, it's hardcore for me. So I was like, okay, 
I love this information. Formed in early childhood, these saboteurs helped you survive physically and emotionally as a kid. However, they greatly limit your potential as an adult. The first step is weakening your saboteurs and identifying them and how to expose them so that you can fight this invisible enemy. Um, the one that's pretending to be your friend. So your saboteur assessment is going to help you discover which of the 10 saboteurs is doing the greatest harm to you right now. And so I was like, let's fucking jump in. Let's do this shit. So I took my test. I got results. So let me just share with you the top three. The first one, and none of these are a surprise to me. Um, if yours are a surprise to you, that's cool. Like that's what a fun thing, to, what a fun thing to be surprised. Um, no. Okay. So if you, on a serious note, if you are looking at your results and you're feeling some anxiety around this, I want to let you know that I have felt that anxiety before. And it was usually when I just didn't know what, what the fuck my brain was doing. Um, I, I had a lot of stories that I was like, there was something wrong with me. Now I don't have that as much. I know that these are parts of my psyche. I've already done t work like this where I've broken down those parts of my mind. So again, like what came up didn't shock me. But if it shocks you, it's totally okay because you're learning something new. I've kind of done the foundational work at this point, And now I'm implementing more of what I've learned. But no matter where you are, no matter what your feelings are around this, I just want to say that I love you. And, you know, sometimes we take these assessments and we don't, we don't like what we see. Sometimes we're really uncomfortable. Sometimes we notice that we have a lot of resistance. And then other times we're ready for the information and we're going to take it head on. Nothing is right or wrong. Nothing is truly right or wrong. It's all good. You're totally valid wherever you're at. And I just want you to know that. Um, and also, I hope that in me sharing what my top three are, you become inspired to be like, oh, yes, we all, we literally all have these parts of us. And if I can be transparent with you, you see more of me. And I think that that's relatable and we all need to be related to, you know, like we're all just human. So my top three, victim, stickler, and hyperachiever. And I was like, oh yeah, I roll. Like, of course, of course they're there. So then you get your little list of all 10 of them, but you know, they're ranked by number and which ones you're, you know, your top, your most. So those were my top three. So let me explain. You then click the net, you click like, look at my saboteur descriptions or whatever. <laughs> so for victim, it says emotional and temperamental as a way to gain attention and affection and extreme focus on internal feelings, particularly painful ones with a martyr streak. Now, I can tell you a thousand reasons why this is showing up in me. It's just, it is very much my early childhood programming. I grew up in a religious household. So if that doesn't have the underpinnings of martyrdom, I don't know what the fuck does. Of course, that's going to be <laughs> like my strongest go-to. I was immersed in it. My parents were immersed in it before they met me, so it and it was just all around. So, I think it it is that part has had the most profound influence on my inner saboteur in in the shape that it comes. Because here's the thing: everybody has an inner saboteur. Go back to just the way that the mind functions. 
it's not a problem. Remember in the, in the beginning of like why this is created, it's saying that your mind can be your best friend and your worst enemy involved in self-sabotage. It's like, it's still a part of us that is designed to keep us safe, right? And it, because it helps us physically and emotionally survive in our childhood years. That's a beautiful thing. We have survived. And now we're like, okay, <laughs> this is where I want to reach my potential. This is where I want to thrive. And so we just need to say, oh, I don't need the inner set. It's not that I don't need... It's not that I don't need this, this very real and necessary part of me that keeps me safe. In fact, I do. Uh, I just don't want to believe in it as much as I do. I want to, again, like it says in the beginning of the, the assessment, it's like you're weakening the connection you have, the way that you identify with that part of your mind. You're not going to, you're not going to believe it as much. And like, what a, what an amazing thing. So in each section of the saboteur's description, it has characteristics of that saboteur, the thoughts uh, coinciding with that saboteur usually, the feelings, Ooh, and then we get into some juicy shit. The justification lies that this saboteur will tell you, like in your mind. The impact on yourself and other people, I think this is a very um, uh, incredible bullet point section because you see not only the harm you're doing to yourself, but you see the harm that you're doing to the people around you. And I don't, I mean, for me, it's, it's unintentional harm, you know, like you're not intending to hurt the people around you. Um, and I think that nobody was intentionally, well, I'm sorry, I can't say nobody. Some people do intentionally decide to harm children and that is fucked up and unfortunate. Um, but for the majority of our parents, they didn't intend to harm us. And yet the harm was done, right? So we can see that for what it is. We can look at the psychological impacts and we can look at the imbalances it creates within our psyche and we can say, I'm going to do better. And we don't need to go into the blame story or the victim story. Um, and then... I think even more exciting, the very bottom section talks about the original survival function. I like this part. This part speaks to the part of me that is really enjoys science and really enjoys like the mind from like a more clinical place. I find a lot of like comfort <laughs> in that because again, I guess I don't really like thinking that there's something wrong with me. It's so uncomfortable. And so when I realize, oh, wait a second, there's like a survival part of my brain that just kicks in and, you know, says all this wild shit, that's not wrong. That is just, it's unhelpful for me right now. So identifying the original survival function, I think is really cool because I think of how that, that, in, in a lot of ways just allowed me to be here. Like, because if, if, this didn't show up at some point within my ancestors I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here on the planet I wouldn't be able to separate myself from that survival and create the pattern of thriving um so it, it's kind of an amazing thing to survive is what I'm saying <laughs> um so let me just give you a couple of things remember that the first one I'm going over is victim 
Okay, now one characteristic, first one list is, it, it, if criticized or misunder, misunderstood, it tends to withdraw, pout, and sulk. I mean, yeah, like for sure, I can say that about myself. The thoughts might be, no one understands me, terrible things always happen to me, um, I am what I feel, and I'm like, oh God, that's so real. Like those things 100% float through my mind, feelings feeling alone or lonely, um, even when I'm not around people that I'm close to. I don't really have that. I have more of like what's, what's over here, feelings of melancholy and abandonment. I definitely feel those feelings for sure. The justification lies. Ooh, this one struck me profoundly. Sadness is a noble and sophisticated thing that shows exceptional depth insight and sensitivity and I was like oh shit yes that makes a lot of sense from how that makes a lot of sense that that would be floating on (laughs) in the background of my mind given yes how much nobility and appraisal and pedestaling there was around people who were sad and felt sad for themselves I saw a lot of that but that makes sense because that links up with like the martyr energy so the impact on the self and others, it backfires and pushes people away. The person who, you know, feels like this, they often feel helpless or frustrated. Um, other people around them often also feel helpless and frustrated or guilty that they can't put more than a temporary band-aid on the victim's pain, right? Because if I'm a martyr, if I'm a victim, nobody can save me. Like it's, and then people become, of course, frustrated and they also feel helpless I feel helpless so of course I would be uh, only exhausting the people around me in that way so then the original survival function the victim is sometimes associated with childhood experiences of not feeling seen and accepted coming to believe that something is especially wrong with you victim is a strategy to squeeze out some affection from those who would otherwise not be paying attention the moods mimic a false sense of aliveness. And I was just really kind of like, interesting, yes. If we didn't cry a lot as babies, if we, if we weren't helpless, then we wouldn't, um, I guess we really wouldn't be energetically pinging the rescuer, you know? Like you have to have the same sort of thing happening for somebody who might have more of like a rescuer need um, a fixer kind of thing. There's so much to unpack just in that, right? So victim. And then the second one was stickler, which is perfectionism and a need for order and organization, but in the sense that it's taken too far. (laughs) So, um, again, characteristic thoughts and feelings, all that type of stuff come up under that one. And then my other, the last one for the, out of the three is the hyper achiever dependent on constant performance and achievement for self-respect and self-validation, highly focused on external success, leading to unsustainable workaholic tendencies and loss of touch with deeper emotional and relationship needs. So yeah, there are a hundred percent times when these different characteristics, thoughts, and feelings surface. And I think what's really cool that I like about this test there's no right or wrong time to take it. Um, it even says here, like in the little assessment part before you jump in, 
to see which ones are doing the most harm to you right now. And I believe this implies we're likely to just fluctuate with all of those 10 saboteurs over the course of our life. And there's never anything wrong with that. It's just, again, a, a deeper part of our psyche at play that we need to bring into the consciousness so that we can say, hold on. Look, you're feeling threatened. This, this part of me feels threatened. Okay, like let me, let me say that. Let me see that. Let me love that part of me. And then let me do the work that I need to do around it so that I can understand I have this a streak in me again that is that wants to self-sabotage but that doesn't make me a bad person that doesn't make me less lovable or less worthy and I think that we can wrestle through that you know we can wrestle through believing that we we are worthy um but it is it is all part of Working with the inner saboteur, you know, again, like looking at the characteristics, like those aren't pretty things. Looking at those thoughts and those feelings, those aren't pretty things. But, you know, I know this. We're more than that part of ourselves, which means we're more than that part's feelings and that part's thoughts. And we're more than the behaviors that we engage in sometimes, no matter how long they might be throughout our life. And as we grow we learn more. And this is a part of that growth. This is a part of that learning is, again, looking at what isn't so pretty. Um, mm, I just took a tea break. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hope that this supports you. I hope that this gives you some insight, again, on how you can like kind of speed track your way through getting to know some of these parts of yourself and, and when they, you know, try to stop you from doing exactly what you want to be doing. Um, it's just because doing something that you want to do, it's like that hasn't been probably reinforced a lot. So it's the first time you might be exposing yourself to uh, more consequences. And again, that saboteur is like, no, don't do that. We don't want consequences. That's no, no, thank you. But then you're like, we can do this. So again, you can get that assessment at positiveintelligence.com. And then you go under the saboteur assessment. So I'm using this information to journal on. And let me go back into the victim one because it's my that's my number one. Okay, so tend to brood over negative feelings for a long time because it's like the feelings. Again, that's one of the bullets. That's what I'm reading under. Okay, so I, that's so real. Like, that's so true for me. Um, there are definitely times where I do not give myself a healthy boundary for shifting the emotion. And instead, I just sit and sit and sit. And I feel and feel and feel. And then that allows it's wallowing is basically what that is and it serves its purpose you know like again it allows me to feel like a victim and feel sad for myself and part of me I guess it still needs that <laughs> still needs that and so I'm like okay great let me look at in the last couple of weeks when have I been doing that when have I been thinking that 
I am what I feel. When have I been thinking that I just wish, I wish someone would rescue me, you know, from this? When have I been thinking that there's just something so wrong with me and whatever, I'm messed up, you know, <laughs> woe is me, like, it's really that. So uh, when have I been doing that? And it doesn't matter for how long or for how often. It matters that it can be identified and that you can just say that you don't want to be doing that anymore or feeling a certain way. That's just, that's empowerment, right? But you go, you know, when you're diving in, you oscillate from the empowered to the victim, from the empowered to the victim. It's a dance. It's not usually something that happens overnight. Some things take time. Because if you, if you understand the assessment, it's you're strengthening your relationship. You're strengthening your relationship to the part of your brain that has survived, that has helped you survive. But you're strengthening it in, in a way that's like the way we survived, we don't need to do it this way. So you're, you're consciously relating to this part of you and you're strengthening your conscious relationship to that self-sabotager, you know? And it's, I think it's amazing. So, yeah, I just reflect on, okay, where have those feelings been, come up, been coming up? Those thoughts, when have I been saying that to myself? Um, when have I been lying to myself? When have I been thinking, oh, yeah, like, I'll get something out of feeling sad. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's not a lie in the sense that, like, I will get something out of it, but it's not what I really want. So that's where I'm lying to myself. And then I can see, whoa, I'm really impacting other people. Hmm, because of my behavior, where have I maybe been pushing people away? Maybe there is a maybe there is something that's like I'm I'm wasting other people's energy by having them help me out with something that's like I need to be working on. You know, they can't help me out with this at the end of the day. It's my responsibility. Um, and again, all of this is done from the unconscious self. So you don't always know that you're having this impact on people or how until you bring it up into your consciousness. And again, there's nothing wrong because because we are operating from our unconscious mind and there's no such thing as going through this life without harming people we can have the best intentions and still do harm it matters that we grow it matters that we are compassionate it matters that we ask for forgiveness when it's appropriate and that we forgive ourselves those are the things that really matter, <laughs> not the judgments from the mind that we're wrong and terrible people because, you know, we do hurt other people. Um, so I'm going to keep reflecting on these over the next couple weeks and really just work with those parts of myself um, that do pop up day to day. Like, again, if you're in this place where you think you have to be, I don't know, somewhere other than where you are to do the work that is just something your mind is telling you. Anybody who takes this is going to see some shit that they don't want to see. But I wanted to just help you know that you can do that. <laughs> like you can still see things that don't make you happy and you can feel the discomfort around that. 
and you can love yourself. This is compassion. Uh, this is having a real conversation with ourselves and holding ourselves accountable. And so when you see all of this, you can get yourself back on track. Because the other thing you can do, like I'm doing, when you look at the lies and you look at the thoughts and feelings and the characteristics, you can create a plan of action to counter the characteristics, the thoughts, and the feelings. Um, and then that's what you step into each day. That's when you hold yourself accountable to quote-unquote do better is when you're creating that plan of action and you're following through with that plan of action. That's where the real repair comes is that follow-through. So don't feel like, again, you need to do this all in a day. Um, as I mentioned, I'm taking probably like a week or two to just really sit with this information and, and feel and create a plan. But that plan is, again, to hold myself accountable to being the best version of myself. I, I clearly can see now how it's possible to be, but that only positively impacts me and I believe that it's going to positively impact the people that I engage with and that's something that I want to do. So I absolutely love you and really appreciate you for being here and I just hope that this helps you in doing that self-work, you know, and um, yeah, I want to send you a lot of love until the next time we talk. Okay. <laughs>